Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Your host is Michelle Beck. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, thrivers, their friends, and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Michelle Beck. Hello, and welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. I'm Michelle Beck, and I am your host for today and every week here. I am the patient programs assistant at Breast Friends of Oregon. I'm a two-time nine-year survivor of breast cancer. And when I have time, I write at a blog called I Never Liked Pink. So today I'm excited for multiple reasons. We're having a really amazing topic about restorative tattooing with a wonderful artist, Donna Luoma of Damselfly Inc. But this is also my one-year anniversary show that I have been so honored to take over the reins of this podcast from our co-founder, Becky Olson, who passed away last year. So, Becky, this this show is for you, as are all of them. And so, listeners, thanks for staying with us. Please remember to share the show. And I would love a rating and a review. That would make my day for my anniversary. So, but let's get started. So, my guest today, Donna, she is the owner of Damselfly, Inc. She has a love for art and nursing background, which we're going to talk more about. And she turned it into a dream where she's helping women who have gone through cancer treatment and really have had some some body image issues where they want to do things to really get back to normal. She specializes in 3D areola tattooing, restoration, which is amazing. We'll, we'll talk about her website and you can go check out the images and also permanent brow makeup, which so many women, uh, when they go through chemo and beyond, they lose their eyebrows. And it's so funny. You don't notice how important your eyebrows are until you lose them. So we're going to talk about all of those things. But Donna's goal really is to help women look and feel their most beautiful, authentic selves and who they really it can be hard after cancer treatment. So that's what she is here. And we're going to talk about that today. So Donna, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. And I get to spend my coffee time with you and your listeners. I Perfect. appreciate that. So yeah, so uh, I was born and raised in Las Vegas. And I met my husband there 32 years. And um we got married. I had a baby. I went, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I have this little creature who depends on me. So I started with uh, part-time school at night uh, to get my nursing degree. It took me five years because, you know, I had life and another baby. And then from there, I, um, we raised our, our kids there. I homeschooled them for quite a bit. And then we wanted to, we wanted to leave Vegas I wanted to go someplace that was had trees and four seasons, and Oregon was a place. Mm-hmm. So we moved here 16 years ago. Well, welcome. I mean, I'm I'm from Southern California, so I'm not a native Oregonian either. <laughs> um, and 48 hours in Vegas is enough for me, so I understand the need. Oh, well, I got to tell you, I still think that water falling from the sky is a miracle. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. We, um, uh, one of my best friends and I and our, our sons um, went to Vegas in January and we literally just had the, it was like a yes weekend for our boys and Aww. so many fun things to do, but uh, I'm not going to lie. I definitely prefer living here in Oregon. So, so glad you made it over here, up, yeah. up and over to the to Pacific Northwest. And I mentioned previously, as, as did you, that you have spent the majority of your career in nursing. How did you... Um, or what's your specialty is something that really spoke to your heart? 
Yeah. You know, when I started nursing back in 19 or 94, <laughs> I've been doing this for a while. You know, I went through, I did pediatrics, I did NICU, I did PEDS ICU, I did ortho, cardiac, everything. And, uh, you know, everything was fine. And I decided, you know, I'm going to, this little voice in the back of my head said, try home health, try home health. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. All right, I'm going to try home health. And if I like it, fine. If not, I'm going to get out of nursing completely. I was, and that was it. And uh, so I tried it and that was 21 years ago. So that's what I've been doing. It really, and it really takes a person with a special heart because I feel like people who need home health care, they're in a different class than someone who's in a hospital situation because it's not dire, but they still need help. And being able to go into someone's home and make them feel comfortable with you being in their home and really having that connection is, yeah. is super special. So thank it you is. for doing that. And so what, what made you, because obviously this, that was something you love, decide to kind of change your focus and go into to tattooing and then focusing on what you do? Right, right. Because you're like, oh, that's I like, know. That's a real left turn. <laughs> it is. Okay. So well, I got to say number is, I mean, age is just a number. And, you know, I became uh, a newbie at age 51, I think, 52, something like that. I, I became a newbie and uh, started from I don't know anything. Um, you know, so nursing can take a toll. And, and mm -hmm. what I like about home health is that you really get to see the continuum of recovery, which was so great. I mean, my last day there is bittersweet because I get to leave because I know someone's better. And I, I, I'm a people person and I really like um, helping, you know, all nurses are helpers, um, mm -hmm. you know, people who are in this industry um, and who do nonprofits, they want to help. And I've always done art. And I was thinking, okay, uh, how, again, how can you get paid for doing something you love and that you would do even if you didn't get anything from it other than a smile and a thank you? Mm -hmm. And so it took me about two or three years to decide to commit because, you know, it's, it, I went part-time. It's 210 theory hours and then 150 practical hours for uh, to get a tattoo license and you can't do permanent makeup without a tattoo license. And I, and so um, I, I wanted to use what I learned in nursing, use how, what I know about physiologically and healing, both the spiritual and the mental and the emotional. And, and so I just decided, you know, just do it. What either I, the years are going to pass anyways, so you might as well just do it. Well, it's funny. You mentioned, you know, kind of branching off into a new career at age 51. Yeah. I, became a, I became a podcast host at age 49. So I'm right there with you. Get out. See? <laughs> and I've definitely talked to many women and read books on this. And it is, it is much more, so much more common now that women are actually just in midlife at 40 and 50 completely changing their whole career path yes. because they're realizing that, oh gosh, while I may have done something that I love, I can still do something for another 10 or 20 years. Exactly. Because we're healthier longer and living longer. And yes. I love that you, you've able to make this transition into something that you're so passionate about. And, and what you do, I have not been your customer as of yet, your client, but I will because <laughs> I've, I've had all the things done. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. <laughs> so let's start with 
Um, we're going to start from top down. Okay. So the semi-permanent makeup or um, the brows, which yeah. I didn't have chemo, so I didn't lose my hair or my brows or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just lost my brows because of age. And <laughs> yeah. You got little tufts, right? That yes. Kinda- <laughs> and, I'm yeah. so, and I'm so fair that it, even what I did have, I could barely see. So I right. actually started, I did microblading a few, five, six, seven years ago. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. And then um, next time I did powder brows and, mm-hmm. you know, next time well, I'm going to come to you and you're just going to do whatever. But uh-huh. why is that not, um, tell me about how really the the brows work and semi-permanent makeup and cosmetics. Got it. Got it. So, yeah. So semi-permanent is kind of a misnomer um, and, and there's shades of gray. So anything that gets plant implanted in the dermis is permanent. So, so to say that it is semi-permanent. Eh. So the difference between tattoo ink and with pigment that we use for uh, brows is that it's designed to fade and that's where that kind of semi-permanent comes in mm-hmm. because, you know, as we age, our, we get, um, our skin gets cooler, our complexions change, people dye their hair, they don't dye their hair. And so what's great about the uh, cosmetic industry, the permanent cosmetic industry is those pigments are designed to fade so that when you get your touch up, and again, that's a, a lot of factors on the time of touch ups. Um, you can then use that um, uh, fade to get a different tone, to get things darker, to um, change the shape of your brow a little bit. So that's the misnomer, but truly it is a permanent procedure. Um, There is products that can remove um, and you can have a laser that's pretty tough on brows anyways. We do have products that can remove a lighter pigment and um, do some do some changing there. But really, it is a permanent procedure. It is a tattoo. It's in the dermis. And Oregon is one of the most strictest. They, um, in, like in Washington, they mm-hmm. don't have to have a tattoo license. They don't have to have a CPR card. They don't have to have a bloodborne pathogen certificate. We have to get that every year. Mm-hmm. So anybody can take a weekend course um, and put up a shingle and say, I'm here to do brows. That's a little scary. It is. You know, um, my mentor who's in um, Washington, uh, her and her mentor are working really hard to try to get it through legislation, legislatures to uh, get some sort of regulation because of this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How do so women come to you and they're like, okay, I I've lost my brows because of chemo or because of you know with me just age and and yeah. life. How did what what are their reactions when they see what you've been able to do for them? Oh well, you know, I got to tell you a story. So this weekend, one of my barn buddies, um, I I have a horse and I board my horse at a barn. So one of my barn buddies, um, thank you for ha- clarifying that. <laughs> you know, right? Oh. <laughs> I was raised in a barn, folks. I was. (laughs) Um, She got her brows done and I saw her yesterday and I said, so tell me, you know, what was your, what, what did the reaction you get? And she was so funny. She says, you know, people looked at me and they looked at me and and they looked at me again and they, and she's like, what? And they go, what? Something's different, but I don't know what. Right. Mm -hmm. And she said, look, I got my brows done. And they were like, oh, oh. And oh my God, I about burst because that's what I wanted was, you know, 
it didn't look like she got her brows done. And that's mm -hmm. my goal. Sometimes, you know, you can look, the brows are beautiful that um, a lot of the youngsters are getting. I specialize in uh, my ladies of 40 and up. I just, they're, they're, they're my peoples. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the brows are beautiful and they're faded beautiful, but you know, you look like you got your brows done. And right. that's what I, that's my goal is to make you look like you didn't get anything done. So there you have it. Perfect. And we're going to start to move down the body into what you do. Yep. And we're going to, you know, continue talking about all of it. But so you do the brows and uh -huh. aerialists. You also do regular tattooing as well. Um, mm -hmm. What is your favorite part? What do, what do you really like to do the most in terms of the brows versus the areolas or regular tattooing? What, what sings to your heart? Oh, you know, both of them are, are equal, but so different. Um, brows are more of a transformation, uh, which is thrilling to see the before and after and see how things are framed. The areolas are more of a, a completion. They're more of a, 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 a symbol of, I did it, and I'm, look, and I'm getting chills. Mm -hmm. I did it. I'm through it, and this is the last little, and it, so they're different, but they're, they're equally um, affects me. Yeah, yeah. I, I have had my areolas tattooed, and I knew from day one after I had gone through my reconstruction that I was going to do that. I originally had talked to my plastic surgeon about creating, because in while you're in surgery and you're getting your your all the things done, you can mm -hmm. actually create small um, uh, the nipples, I guess. Not, yeah, not that actually, you can, yes. you can the, little the little nubs. The, the little nubs. nubs. Thank you. I couldn't uh -huh. think of the right word. Yeah. Um, you can create those and mm -hmm. it, but then I was like, huh, I don't have to wear a bra now because I have nice perky breasts. <laughs> but so why would I want to have little nubs? It's a very personal decision. Right. For me, for me I just wanted to look more, normal quote right. unquote and it was such a, a finish for me that I, I was in tears after me? after the I came home the first day and I was able to look at them and it it was so so transformative for me and mm -hmm. that's I and to, to this day it's something that I recommend to to women who've gone through reconstruction because it it allows you to to look in the mirror and not be shocked every time and it's not yes. for everybody, right. but for me, it was really helpful. And I had a lot of work done on my left side because oh. that side had been previously radiated. I had a latissimus uh. back flap. So uh -huh. bringing skin and muscle around. So uh -huh. I've got a little section on my left breast that literally has a shape that looks like a football that came from my back. Uh-huh. And so you, you can definitely, see, when it first was done, I was like, oh my gosh, I look like Frankenstein, Aww. but I don't, you know, yes, that was just what, know. Your what your head thinks. And, but what I did to cover up those scars was I did a row of cherry blossoms. Yeah. So I have my, I have my nipples done, but I also have the beautiful cherry blossoms covering that, mm -hmm. those scars. And it really is I love the symbolism of the cherry blossoms and, and it's, you know, not there's people don't see them other than myself and my husband and all the people I've showed them off to over the years, but it's for me, it really, it, it, it filled my heart to be able to 
feel more normal again, and then also put something beautiful on my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the contrasting, I'm thinking cherry blossoms, that beautiful contrasting color on there. And the cherry blossoms, that's, that's strength and beauty through adversity mm-hmm. and something beautiful. And you know what I like, and I see the cherry blossoms behind you is, yes. you know, yeah, that, that love, that color and the delicate flowers. And, but the cherry blossoms have such a their their wood is it's twisted and it's got character and yeah that's a wonderful symbolism and they they keep coming back every year you lose you lose the blossoms but every year they keep coming back no matter what you do to them so all of that symbolism i really i I took it to heart so we Mm -hmm. do need to take a quick break we have so much more to talk about listeners if you would like to know more about our breast friends programs please go to our website under patient programs and you can see what we can do for you or you can make a donation because that's how we live to serve more women who've gone through cancer. You can do that on our website or by texting BF Radio to 41444 to ensure that women do not go through cancer alone. Stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. I'm Claire Paxman, brand ambassador for Paxman Scout Cooling. Through my mom, I experienced the detrimental impact that hair loss during cancer treatment can have on someone's sense of identity. I am passionate in spreading the word about how scalp cooling can help those going through chemo treatment to retain hair and to gain a degree of control at this most difficult time in their lives. Listen in to the Breast Friends Cancer Support Network Wednesday at 9am Pacific, March the 2nd, 2022 and hear more about how you can address this devastating side effect have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings at the voice america talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for voice america You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. 
Thanks for staying with us. I'm Michelle Beck, and my guest is Donna Luoma, owner and artist at Damselfly Inc. And we've been talking about restorative tattooing and all that it can do for you. So we're going to jump back up to brows because I forgot to ask about the pain factor. Uh, when people people think of tattooing, they're like um, needles into my body. Ow! Yeah, and it's yeah. not so much with the the areolas on the breast because most of us who've gone through it, they we don't have a lot of feeling or sensation on our breasts anymore. But what about the brows? Um, I, I've had it done because so I know what it feels like. But and I'm not going to lie, it brought tears to my eyes a little bit. But I handled it because beauty is pain. And <laughs> how how would you describe that to a new client who's who's curious? Like, what does it feel like? Sure, sure. So when uh, when we go through the process and I get your pattern set, um, I actually take a, a a row of needles and I gently scrape the top of your skin. It doesn't go in, but it just kind of exfoliates really good. So it's it's a little bit a little bit more intense than just a scratch, but it is def- it's not painful. And I put my first numbing cream on, mm-hmm. and what that does, and we let it sit for about ten minutes. So when then I take my tattoo machine and actually do your pattern that actually puts the needle into your skin, it's the pain's cut down by about 50 to 75% as if we didn't have it. So it feels like somebody is a very intense um, eyebrow tweezing session. We're talking so it can it's likened to if you get a really a really severe burn on your shoulder. And then, you know, your best friend comes over and goes, oh, look, and it kind of yipes and gets you a little sharp. Mm -hmm. That's what it feels like. And then once your pattern is set, then I put on the other numbing cream. It's got epinephrine, it's got tetracaine, and it has... and it has lidocaine in it. So the tetracaine and lidocaine work together as kind of a synergistic effect to really numb you up good. And after that, uh, it's all pressure. Mm-hmm. And so then I just reapply as I'm going back and forth. I just reapply. And sometimes somebody will say, oh, I'm, I'm starting to feel that a bit. So, oh, we stop, reapply, let it sit. So it's it's not completely painless mm-hmm. um but it's you know definitely not some some people will sneeze a lot of for some reason, <laughs> yes yeah, yeah they're they're sneezing that goes on um some tears but you know that first um exfoliation set with the first numbing cream really knocks it out pretty well mm-hmm. yeah. and do you have yours done I do. That's what kind of got me um, started in kind of even thinking that direction. I got mine done up in uh, Washington um, Mm -hmm. with the gal. She's um, part of the Society of Permanent Cosmetic Professionals. So even though it's Washington, I mean. They still um, have a society. That's good. They do. Yeah, they have a professional (laughs) organization. And so she is, um, she's secretary up there and she's working hard with that legislation. So I felt comfortable um, going up there and uh, having her do my brows. So, yeah. Yeah, I've had my brows done for 12 years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I go back about every two years and get mine done. I religiously put um, sunscreen on so it helps to last. And I don't have really oily skin. That's another part. You know, we there's a lot of factors involved mm-hmm. in fading. And so I don't have really oily skin. So mine lasts pretty good. And yeah, minor powder brows uh, like yours. Yeah, the difference, you know, that's one of the on my frequently asked questions is I don't do um, microblading. I mm-hmm. do just powder brows because, well, 
you know, I'm a machine girl. I got my machine and I didn't want to do um, microblading because eventually you're going to go to powder brows anyways, just like you did. It just, mm-hmm. it happens, you know, that your lines start to kind of fuzz and after you get them done, it, it, they just kind of start to blend. And um, microblading too, you can get quite a bit of scarring and scarring is not horrible, people. It, it's truly not. It, it's very light and scars you can tattoo. Um, it's just, I would rather just go right to powder brows. And uh, so that's, that's what I offer because I love my machine. Now, if someone gets a cancer diagnosis yes. and they know they're going to have to go through chemotherapy, whether it is before or after surgery, and mm-hmm. they, you know, they're generally going to lose their hair, you lose oh. your brows, you yep. lose your nose hair, like the hair just goes. Yeah. Um, how, like some people are like, get a diagnosis and they're like, we're starting chemo in three weeks. Yes. How, so if someone really wants to keep their brows, is there time for them to come into you and say, hey, I'm going through this. I need to keep my brows. Please help me. Oh, yes. I actually, I had a gal, um, her name is Tamara and she had that in her. She actually had, um, I think four days, three or four days before, boom, it was being done. And so, yes, she got her first session done. Uh, there's usually two sessions. You have your first one that lays your pattern. I don't know how the pigment's going to um, heal in your skin because, again, a lot of factors. So the first session is always done lighter. Um, rather, I'd rather do less and have to add than get in there and because do a whole you bunch. You can't take it away once it's there. I know, right? I'm like, oh. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so she came in and I did a, I did a very, um, I did light brows on her and uh, matched her hair because that's what, you know, I was like, so is this the hair that you're going to have um, when you come back? Because she had had it, she was going to dye it and or she had it dyed. And yep, so we matched it um, with a little bit on the lighter side and she wasn't able to come back for her perfecting appointments because she was in the middle of her chemo. But what I did say is, you know what, love, don't worry about it. Usually you want to have your perfecting appointment completed within six to eight weeks to get the, because the secondary price, there's initial price. The secondary price is a lot less. It's just to, um, just to cover supplies that because mm-hmm. I use the same supplies as I do on the second as I do on the first, but you're just paying for supplies for us to perfect. I told her, I says, love, I don't care whenever you get done with your with your chemo and your doctor releases you, uh, mm-hmm. you come back, just pay for your supplies only. And because I was just thrilled, she came back and it was okay. so cute. She said, you know, my best friend who's in California, we've been we were talking and and she actually she decided to uh, go f- just have her uh, head, uh, her skull exposed. She didn't she had she had gotten a hair something. What's it called where you have a hat and your own hair is put here to kind of help you to. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what it's called, but I know what yeah. you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She opted not to do that. And her her, be- her best friend was like, honey, I see your hair is gone, but how are you keeping your eyebrows? I don't get mm-hmm. it. Bless her magic. Yeah. Restorative <laughs> makeup. Right. Magic. Like, oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, so for any of our warriors who do get the brows done and they have to get it done pretty quickly and they don't have time for that second appointment, there's no time limit for them to come back. Um, it could be uh, six months. It could be a year, whatever it may be. 
And that second appointment is strictly that second appointment. Sure. Because you can't, you cannot do this while you're in active treatment and in, in active chemo. Exactly. Yep. Because mm-hmm. you're immunocompromised. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, even after that first, the first appointment, you've got, you've got the the pattern, you've got color yep. there. It's yep. just not as, as, as finished as it would be. So you're still, and I would say if you, you lose your hair, you definitely don't want to have giant brows anyway. You just want exactly. something there. Yep. And that's part of when I, I put on all my advertisement is a, a hint of brow, a soft, a hint of brow. Mm-hmm. And that's what really the first pattern is, is a, a, it's a hint. And then we go back in and then we, because some people want, I call it more of an editorial look where they go, you know, I, I really would like it a little bit bolder and I call it oh more editorial. So mm-hmm. a little bit sharper line mm-hmm. fading out to the top, or some people might just say, you know what, I, I, I just would like the, it's perfect the way it is, but can you just fix, I see a little spot here or a little spot there. And because your eye, I mean, you know, as you look at your face, anything looks like this to you when everybody else goes, what? I don't, what, what? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. I get that. So let's talk about the process to get your areolas done. Oh, yes. Um, One one thing that I was super frustrated about and it had nothing to do with my artist was just how long she wanted me to wait afterwards Uh because after my reconstruction was done because of the healing. And when I had had gone in to see her, um, and, you know, she takes a look at everything and she's like, your scars are still pretty, pretty pink. Yes. Um, they were they were bright pink. And I'm like, can I do it now? She's like, no, you need to wait mm-hmm. because your your skin needs time to heal. Mm-hmm. What um, how long do you tell patients they need to wait post reconstruction to start the areola process? Twelve months, about 12 months. Yeah. It can vary. It kind of dep- again, it depends on what your scars look like because your start scars are going to fade they're going to mm-hmm. fade to, and when they fade, anything that you put on top of them, it, well, it's not going to look the same as when you put it on. So if you adjust your pigment and your tone and everything for what you've got, um, and, and, and besides that, your scars need to mature. And when you mature, you're getting more collagen in there. You're getting a lot more things in there. So you need to have your scars matured. And also uh, with regards to radiation, radiation is at least six months. Because, again, radiation, and, and it is very uh, pinpointing. You know, when, when they do radiation, you've got your little um, tattoo mark where they go mm-hmm. in there to really get that. But what, you know, and that's part of my nursing that I understand is you've got your skin around that is, is, has been stirred up. It is not just that little pinpoint. That's the main one. But you've got all this around that is not healthy um, until it's got a chance to settle down and heal from that. So in my nursing, um, I've seen people who are too immunocompromised to get out. Um, I've dealt with radiation burns. Um, I've dealt with, um, and I don't want to say it, warriors, um, you know, um, incisions that have dehissed and they need uh, packing and extra care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've done that in the home. So, you know, I, I that's why I'm so blessed that these two meld together and, and I've got more of a not intimate because I, I haven't been in the position that you and your listeners have, but I've been there holding the hand. I've been there crying. Look at my mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been there with the ladies. I've been there yeah. to say, you know what, I can help you. And they're like, oh my God. And I'm like, we'll get through this. 
And yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. You've been there as, as a nurse and a caregiver. So you've seen what, what we go through and yeah. it's a lot. And like, as I said, for me, getting my, being able to get my, my tattoos done after my reconstruction, it really was a, a completion step for me. Yes. And yeah, I remember I, I wanted to like show them off to the world. And my husband's like, can you not do that? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh my God. See, you know, and I thought, gosh, this could be, I'm on the happier side of, you know, all this now. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm on the happy part of it. And uh, I, I just, I love it. What if, um, I know we've been talking and I think it's, it's somewhat implied, but not everyone that may want to get tattooing on their chest or on their scars has implants because yes. not everyone gets implants. Uh-huh. But if you do, is it is there a, a chance that like the the needles could pop the implants or uh-huh. anything like that? Um, can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. You know, I've had that question more than once. And, you know, I love how critically thinking people are going, yeah, well, it's going in my skin. What the, the dermis is literally no thicker than uh, a nickel. It's actually between a dime thickness and a nickel thickness in the dermis. And your implants are underneath muscle. They're implant, you know, now they are. I mean, way back when um, it was more on the surface. But even then, um, I mean, in, unless you took your, your whole machine and went, you can't get to it. Yeah, that would be like a horror movie. We're not doing that, wouldn't it? Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. And I, I remember I was a nervous wreck. Like, oh. I was so afraid because I'd, ha- I'd had a tattoo previously. I have a seashell on my hip because uh-huh. my family, my family and friends growing up, they call me shell. Like, oh. my, that's that's my name. It always has been. And so I did that when I was in my 20s. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to hurt. Like, when yeah. I'm in there getting my breast done. But and, you know, she gave me lidocaine cream and, and all the things to put on. Yep. And but there's so little sensation left mm-hmm. that it was literally my nerves that were causing me more pain than the actual tattooing process of my yeah. areolas. And I'm not going to lie. I sweated through that paper that was on <laughs> that on the table that first day because Aww. I was so nervous. And, and afterwards, I was like, oh, that's not a big deal. That's not and, that bad. Yeah. Yeah. How many? um if you're doing areolas for someone, how many sessions do you do? What's the process for that? So there, uh, just like with brows, there's two. There's two. There's always a perfecting. Um, so yeah, the um, really the first one again not only sets your pattern, uh, but then gets all gets all the um, oh all your little nooks and crannies and crevices and 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 all all the the little. You don't want it. You don't want it to look flat. You want it to have depth. You want it to be three D. And so the first one is setting all that in. But what we don't know is what. How is it going to heal in your? Every skin is different. Everybody heals differently. And you can take one color that will heal true. True. You can have another one heal too cool, and you have to come back and then tone it. It kind of depends. And um, a unilateral um, areola needs to be, um, uh, restoration needs to be matched to your current one that you have. So the second one is to really um, get your tone right. And then you add a little bit more shade here and there, you know, whatever you think. I had one, um, one gal, bless her heart. She hadn't had her breast done because she had scarring that she was so distressed about. She didn't want to have them done. And her daughter um, was with me when I was in 
um, uh, tattoo school. And so <laughs> her daughter, bless her heart, she was one of my canvases. And so um, she came to me because I've got a private studio. It's not a tattoo parlor. It's a, a mm-hmm. private studio. And um, when she got done, she cried. I cried. And when she came back, she for her perfecting appointment, she's laying and she looked at me and she says, um, now, Donna, my husband said, please don't mess them up. He likes them just the way they are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I just did a few minor things and that was it. So it really depends on what what I see um, Mm -hmm. and what needs to what needs to be done the second time around. How do you get the 3D look? Ah, Right. It's all about it's a it's a play on your eye and it's it's all about using shadow wisely and sparingly because if you do it too much it looks like just a front uh, some striped blob so it's 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 using dots believe it or not not all it's not point pointillism completely but you're you're utilizing dots you're utilizing little flicks and you know if you imagine your um imagine um a drawing like you know any and and you've got your ball you've got your shadow you've got your cast shadow you've got your light source all that all that plays in and then it's also to utilize your scars actually can can help to make it look even more 3d just depends and you're using different colors as well. Oh, yes. Yes. Use usually, a, um, I have a standard uh, warm mink is my favorite. I use warm <laughs> mink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Warm mink is my favorite shadow. And then I use dark mink as my little dots just to give it that pop. But then everything else, your areola color and your nipple color, those are different. And I can use anywhere up to two or three uh, different kinds. And Perfect. that's on, yep, that's on your first one. And then your second uh, session, when you come back, of course, I've got notes, detailed notes on what I've done, where things are at. And then from there, we just kind of add or, or see if anything needs to be done. Got it. I do have more questions on this, but we're going to take a short break. So listeners stay with us. If you would like to be a guest on my show or submit your warrior story or even sponsor an episode, please email me at michellebeck at breastfriends.org. Stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. I'm Claire Paxman, brand ambassador for Paxman Scout Cooling. Through my mom, I experienced the detrimental impact that hair loss during cancer treatment can have on someone's sense of identity. I am passionate in spreading the word about how scalp cooling can help those going through chemo treatment to retain hair and to gain a degree of control at this most difficult time in their lives. Listen in to the Breast Friends Cancer Support Network, Wednesday at 9am Pacific, March the 2nd, 2022, and hear more about how you can address this devastating side effect. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. 
You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us. I'm Michelle Beck, and my guest is Donna Luoma, tattoo artist and owner at Damselfly Inc. And um, after the show, please go check out her gallery on damselflyinc.com, and you can see examples of everything that we've been talking about, the, the 3D areolas, the brows, and other tattoo work that she has done. She's definitely an artist. But Donna, before break, we were talking about the process of the actual areola tattooing and how that works mm-hmm. and so what if what if they're actually scars on because um, breast reconstruction is done differently depending on your surgeon depending on if you have implants you know or how it all works how and there's there's going to be scars no matter what so can you tattoo over them and how does that does it change what your tattoo is going to look like mm-hmm. um, let's talk about that process yeah so scars uh, once they're mature Um, They can be tattooed, but scars you have to treat a little bit differently than uh, skin that hasn't, of course, been damaged in in the fact that you got to be a little bit lighter. Um, You got to make sure that um, when the needle goes in that you leave a lot of space um, between them. Not that you could see with your eyes, just that I know Um, in order so that the skin isn't damaged. Uh, Scars heal cooler than the surrounding skin. So when I'm looking at a breast and I'm looking at the areola and where the nipple placement and making sure that we're as level as possible, we've got the right distance. Um, If the surgeon's left a little nub, where are the nubs at? Do we need to adjust? I mean, everything's all about taking what you have and getting it as symmetrical as possible Mm -hmm. so that, and it's tricking the eye. And that's what I love about it. It's, it's, It's tricking the eye and the brain will fill in the rest. And so I like to use scars as part of the 3D process, if possible, because they're they're great for doing that and um, giving a little more interest. And so I just have to you just have to be aware. And so usually on the second appointment is when I co- we come back and see how did the pigment heal in the scars, and then there if I need to warm it up with maybe a a, a sunset wash or um, you know if I have to do something different like that. Now, you've mentioned a couple times um, that the cooling of your skin that starts mm-hmm. heal cooler. What does that mean? Well, it's all about tone and women are a lot uh, uh, better. You know, we actually have more rods and cones in our uh, one. Of, I don't know whether it's a rod or a cone in our eye, but we actually do see color better than men because we have more of one of those 
for color. And so when you heal um, and you get either a, a warm tone or a cool tone, um, you, you know, you can just look at it and go, yeah, I think we need to warm it up a little bit. And so um, you put literally a orange wash over it. And when the, when the pigment goes into the skin, it mixes with the cool that's already there. And then it brings you into your final color. Huh. So it's all about a tone. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? I and know. <laughs> is it true that the colors on our, our areolas are actually the colors of our lips? Have you heard that before? Because I've heard that. Well, yes, I, I have heard that. And yes, it, it is very similar. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. So that kind of, I mean, you have your colors that you use, the, the, the warm mink and, the, and that, or what was that called? Your favorite color? Uh, warm mink, yes. Okay, I did warm remember mink. correctly. You That's got amazing. it. Yes, That's you amazing did. with my uh-huh. cancer brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you, you obviously, and you changing for skin tone, obviously you and I are yes. both very fair, but mm-hmm. if um, a person of color came into you and mm-hmm. they have much darker skin, you obviously, you know, you are, you I are blend the warm mink. Yes, yeah. I blend the warm mink with something else. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because you get a couple colors that you get consistently that you kind of have over because it's all about, um, you know, looking and seeing what the result is and then going from there. And so, yeah, from there, you then I just kind of mix and get my different tones. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right on. You're an artist yourself. Well, I, I, I have I have other ways of expressing. I'm not I, <laughs> I, I, I do coloring. Literally, I have coloring sheets in front of me and. Um, my one I'm looking at right now because I change them out all the time because I do mm-hmm. this at night when we're watching TV. I just color the the coloring books and yes, um, the one I have right here right now says zero fucks given. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, so my my artistry needs some direction, but Aww. you know I'll I'll take it. <laughs> uh. Um, so let's talk about something that is usually on many, many minds of, of women or, or people in general as they're going through something like this. What mm-hmm. does something like this cost? Mm. Because after going through a cancer treatment, all we've seen is bills, bills, bills. And yeah. Yeah. Um, at some point, people are like, God, I just can't put out another dollar. But this is something that's so important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What, what do you charge for things like this? Oh, and you would you would ask me these numbers. Look, I'm not a numbers person. I'm 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 a drawing I, person. I'm not either. I <laughs> and I'm like, what? Where is it? <laughs> so you know, so and it, so just to give your um your listeners just a general idea that um, areolas can be anywhere from just one between two hundred and four hundred dollars. That's kind of the mm-hmm. going rate around here. And then for bilateral, anywhere is from three hundred fifty to eight hundred dollars. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And so I charge for a unilateral, I charge 235. Okay. And then for bilateral, I charge 445. Okay. And then anyone who, because I have my own uh, studio, so mm-hmm. uh, my husband, bless his heart, he has been my biggest supporter. He uh, retroed one of uh, our bedrooms into a private studio, so nice. I don't have that overhead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, to me, it's, it's, Yes. More comfortable going into a into a private home, honestly, yeah. than into a studio doing this where you're getting this done and you're very exposed anyway. Yes. And and I will say most well, many women, um, I, I could I could give a F if I'm exposed anywhere because I'm Love so it. desensitized now. Right. Um, but having the comfort of knowing that someone's not going to look over the partition and, mm-hmm. it, you know, if you're going through emotions, if you go through this and you have a crying session because mm-hmm. so many, I mean, you're working on something that is so important that you could be just 
on your own. So I so appreciate the fact that you have this private studio at your home. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the overhead. I can offer this. I can offer this. You know, that's one thing for me. It's like, you know, I'm a working person. I, I, I get it. And then to have all those bills come up and on and on, you know, and I wish I could. I've gotten this uh, question a lot. I wish I could bill insurance companies. I can't. I've been Mm -hmm. looking into uh, seeing what it would take to be able to do that. Not quite sure um, that process. So you would uh, now insurance will reimburse you. You have to pay up front and Mm then um, a couple ways to go about it. I have a letter that will have my NPI number. That's a national registry for Medicare and Medicaid to um, a provider in order to um, that's part of what insurance requires. So I have a letter that has my NPI number. It's got the ICD 10 number on what the procedure was done and insurance needs that for their their purposes of mm-hmm. of um, paperwork, and um, some insurance companies require their own um, so their own paperwork to be filled out, which I can certainly do and sign at the session, and then sure. I give you a, a receipt too, um, and then yeah, and then you reimburse it to your insurance company for that. Perfect. And yeah. what about brows? How much do those run? Uh, brows run uh, three hundred forty five dollars, and then the uh, follow up session is eighty five. Got it. Yeah. And because it's it's something that, you know, nobody really wants to talk about money, but you're you're hearing these things. I'm like, okay, how much is it going to cost me if I want to do this? So yeah. Well, a caveat, what I what again, because with with my private studio not having a big overhead, I have more freedom, I think, than than a lot. Plus, you know, I still nurse. Mm-hmm. So this is truly is is something that I do. I do because it's fulfilling for me. It 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 gets my artist heart pumping, helps people. So I am donating anyone who mentions that um, they uh, came to me through Breast Friends. I donate 50% of the proceeds. Um, I donate directly to Breast Friends. And thank you so much for that, Donna. It's so appreciated. Sure. And I'm definitely going to, when I re- republicize this, put that put that in all the notes. So yeah. um, we'll yeah. take some little snippets and do that because it's, you know, it's, we, we all have to work together in this community. So we're, yeah. we're very appreciative of that. Oh. So what, gosh, we only have a couple minutes left because mm-hmm. we could talk all day about these things. Sure, what, sure, sure. What do you like best about this part of your your new life? This is, this is your passion career. I mean, oh, you obviously yeah. still love the nursing and what you're doing, but yeah. what, what keeps you doing this every day? Uh, you know, the transformation when I'm done and I, I call them truth bumps is I get this wash of truth bumps when I'm asking myself, do I need to do more? Do I need to do more? And the truth bumps say, nope, this is it. Look, I'm getting them again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I stop and I go, all right, we're done. Take a look. And Wah! it's like I literally I get that cartoon Wah! in my head. Um, so it's transformation and knowing that, you know, I was a part of that and, and to hear the stories uh, golly, I'm, I'm just so blessed. I love that. And I, I remember being, I remember feeling that transformation as well. Yeah. You know, you're, you're laying there on the table and someone's doing work on you and you're nervous and you're like, oh my gosh, what's, what's this going to do is, and it, yeah. it's, you know, yes, it, they're permanent. Yes, they fade, mm-hmm. but other than they're really permanent and, you know, you're nervous. And then, you know, going in that morning and looking at, you know, the, the reconstruction without anything on it and which you get used to it. Cause I had had them for a year before I had got my tattooing done, uh-huh. but then coming out of it and seeing like, wow, like this is, this is the new me. And I, it literally, it blows your mind. Yes. 
Yes. So I'm I'm very thankful. I I had mine done from um, Mary Jane Hake. I can never pronounce her name right. She was one of the <gasps> preeminent. Mary, yes. Yeah. Preeminent. Oh my um, goodness. Tattoo artist, and I, I love her. She's a little nutty, but. <laughs> She now does most artists are. I'm just saying (laughs) she now does a product called hip hemp, which actually um, natural lube products for women. Really? Um, Yeah. So if if you're having lube issues or whatever, check out hip hemp. Um, But anyway, yeah, Mary Jane was great. I got in right before she was kind of retired from the Uh, billings. I was like, yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, Uh huh. So what is the hardest part of this? We've just talked about the best. What what's the hardest part? Uh, I got to tell you, uh, two hardest parts. One is um, having to wear masks now completely. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that's that's tough, but, you know, it is what it is. So wearing a mask, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I did before when I was getting up close, I would have you wear a mask when I, uh, but now just like with sitting with um, filling out the paperwork. And so I would say wearing masks. And then the other one is when, 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 when my ladies cry, Oh my God, I'm just blinking and I'm like, oh shit, nope. And I just ball with them. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> but that's you're, it. you, you have that, that empathy for them and you can understand. Um, other than your brows, do you have any tattoos? I do. You know, my husband says, honey, you know, you're going to have to get a tattoo since you're a tattoo artist. So you know what it feels like. And I said, but honey, I got my brows done. <laughs> He's like, that He's doesn't like, count. No, you have to have something that you can say, hey, look, here's this. Here's right? that. So I've got a horse. Let's see if I can. Ooh, so beautiful. I've, I've, and some people think it's a dragon. And I'm like, well, I call my horse my dragon. So that's OK. Mm-hmm. And then this is my spirit pony. Always above my heart. Oh my God, I love those colors. It's my spirit pony. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> beautiful. Donna, wow. Thank you so much for sharing all of this amazing information today. Uh, I am. I am so thankful to have you here. It's been great. And we talked about this months ago and I've been really looking forward to this episode because obviously it's so close to my heart. Um, Literally, we have like 30 seconds. If you have one piece of advice that you can tell our listeners about this process and the the restorative tattooing, what would it be? Well, oh, um, you know, I I know I I saved the big question for the I know you did. You're like, thanks. (laughs) I got 30 seconds to think of something good. Um, (laughs) You know what? If you're thinking about doing something, research it, look, and then just take a deep breath and go with grace. And yeah, that's 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 all your your listeners can offer me advice. Okay. (laughs) well, I love that. So, Donna, thank you so much. Again, listeners, you can find Donna at damselflyinc.com. And um, uh, what's your Facebook? Is it also Damselfly Inc. or is it just under you? It is just under damselflyinc.com. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I, oh, I I just, that social media stuff. Mm. I get it. It's not for everybody. So, but definitely, listeners, please go to her website and check out the amazing artistry that Donna does. Oh. And Donna, thank you again for being here today. And thank but, you, Michelle. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Listeners, if you or a loved one need our services, please go to our website under patient programs and see what we can do for you, or you can make a donation there and help support this show by texting BF radio to 41444. If you would like to find our past podcasts, you can find them on the voice America health and wellness channel, search for breast friends, cancer support network, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to be my guest or send me your warrior story or sponsor an episode or more, I can be reached at Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. We'll be back next week. And until then, remember, we rise by lifting each other. 
Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Please join Michelle Beck again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We rise by lifting each other.